Hey guys, welcome back to What's Up Grimes. We're sitting here with Linda Davis. Linda is a dancer, singer, and she was with us back in October. And as you guys recall, if you're on our page, I managed to break not one, but two laptops that day. And so we didn't have Linda on the podcast because I could not record through Zoom. We had her on a live. She was so gracious to be able to switch over and do something on a different platform. But Linda, welcome back. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, thank you for having me back. The live that we did was really nice. So I'm glad we get to just do this again. A little bit about myself. Let me start from the beginning, I guess. I'm 28 years old, born and raised in Los Angeles. It's where I currently live now. And if I like fast forward to performing and, and where that kind of all began, if that is where we could start. I really organically kind of fell into the performing arts. When I was in seventh grade at junior high school, I joined a school chorus just because literally a friend told me to and I was like, okay. So I did and I really enjoyed the group aspect of the chorus, which led me to then like join the drama club, which I saw my sister do before me. So I was very much so like, my sister was leading the way of the performing arts and I was always watching her. And I was like, I think that looks fun. Like, I think I like that. So I did the drama club and chorus in, in junior high school. And then when I got into high school, I joined the show choir program at Hart High School in Santa Clarita, which is where I grew up for the most part. And that's when I would say like the beginning of my love for the performing arts really started to grow. Again, it was really organic. Like I, I, when I was young, I wasn't having thoughts of a career or like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. It was really just, I'm having so much fun. All my friends do this. I love this. I just want to dedicate all my time to it. So with show choir, I mean, I don't know if you guys know so much about show choir, if anybody knows much about it, but. I feel like the the mainstream reference is like Glee, which is not like the most accurate depiction of, of the <laughs> choir. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, it's like ensemble, like singing and dancing, performance, all that kind of stuff. So I was doing that in high school and, and just like really fell in love with the dance aspect of it, uh, mostly because one of the choreographers I had, his name is Gerald, who is still a, a very, very close friend to me, but he was a professional dancer. And he kind of took me under his wing at that time when I was was that age. And he like would invite me to like open dance class whenever he would go take it down in North Hollywood. And I always thought that Gerald was like just the coolest person ever. And he was so talented and so incredible. So I wanted to just like learn from him. And I and I went with him to classes. And again, it was really just innocence. But I just I, I fell in love with that dance aspects. And when I was in show choir, I was also getting involved with leadership positions and like choreographing my own things and, you know, creating like solo acts with my friends. So it was really the training ground for what I now see as, you know, the foundation of being a professional. So yeah, I, I was, you know, very in the show choir world. What happened after that? Then high school graduation happens yeah. and I'm like trying to figure out what is next. And I saw my sister pursue the the musical theater route. She went to school for that. And I was like, well, like I, I don't act so much, but I love singing and dancing. So let me do that. And so I was applying and auditioning for musical theater schools, like on the East Coast. And I had committed to going to university for musical theater. And then 
that summer after I graduated from high school, I started dancing with like a hip hop jazz funk company that was led by uh, a friend of mine, his name is Bo. And again, I was just organically like pulled into that world and I was learning so many new styles of dance, a lot of foundational hip hop, a lot of contemporary, just things that I hadn't done before. And I was just like, I think I, I can't go to school. I just have to stay here and, and just keep dancing with this company because I'm just learning so much. And even at that point, I wasn't thinking about a career. I was not thinking about becoming a professional. Like it was still super organic. I was just falling in love with the craft of it. And then uh, of course, like I mentioned, I love like a, a team type of environment. And that's what um, that company was. Maker Empire is the name of it. And, you know, it was a lot of team performance. And I just, I loved that environment. It was familiar to me. And that's another layer of where I, I really deepened my everything. Like my work ethic, my passion for just the learning aspect of the art. And again, I was exposed to like so many new different styles of dance that I was just like overwhelmed with how... I don't want to get too far into a tangent, but I was just overwhelmed by like how amazing, I don't know, dance is. And so then from there, I just started auditioning for like some agencies. And I went to a lot of those, a lot, like at least 10 or so um, agency auditions before I ended up getting signed with an agent, which is when I kind of started like the more professional season of my, I guess, career uh, as a professional dancer. That's kind of like the origin story of I guess, how I started with performing and dancing and singing and all that kind of stuff. That's fantastic. So what is your current favorite style of dance? And does it depend if you're in a team setting or doing solos? Well, to answer your first question, I feel like I really, I love when there's a fusion of styles. I love when there's a, a mixture of like jazz funk with some hip hop, you know, um, I don't just like one style because again, there's so many different styles of dance and so many styles of dance that I've actually never done before, you know? But I love when you can take parts from some different styles and then mesh them together and it really complements the music. And yeah, so I would say a fusion. This is not a direct answer to your question, but I love a like a fusion of jazz, funk and hip hop and contemporary and those are my favorites, I guess. But the second part of your question, what do you say? Does it have to do with a team being around a team or a solo? That's what you Yeah, said. does your favorite style, you know, does it fluctuate on what it is depending if you're in a team setting or doing solos? Well, I would say that as a professional, I mean, the majority of the time you're dancing with a group. You're supporting, you can be supporting an artist, you can be supporting the scene on a television show or whatever the live awards show performance is. Like the team aspect or the group aspect of, of dancing as a professional is like super important. And I think it's rare that you get to dance like as a soloist. It, that's, that's a rare occasion. Unless you're doing a, sh or even when you're doing a show, like, so you think you can dance, you know, those, you have solos and things like that, but at the same time, there's group numbers and you're dan you're working with other people. And so I think it's an, an important part of the, the profession, or even if you're dancing with a company or, or, you know, anything it's, it's, you have to be aware of 
the other artists and you want to move together. And that is what I love because that's what I grew up kind of doing. And so even when I'm in a open class or I'm training in any way, like I'm always trying to dance with the people around me and try to dance as one. But of course, you know, a solo moment is always nice. I love a, a nice freestyle, but I feel the most accomplished when like you're working with a group of people and you're rehearsing and you have to make it together. And I love that. That's my my favorite part of the process of a performance is the rehearsing with people and working on it. Yeah, and speaking of working together, the reason why we know you is because you were on the Art Angels tour with our girl Grimes. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. How did you get involved with that? And, you know, MK and I said this on the live, we have watched you dance probably thousands of times before we even met you and knew who you um, were from watching the same live concert uh, over yeah. and over and over again on YouTube. So it's an honor for all of us to get to, uh, to talk to you in the flesh. So tell yeah. us a little bit about the tour. <laughs> yeah, so I guess... I guess I'll start like, you know, there's an audition process for, for like jobs like that. And I was just one of a, a bunch of people that went to an audition and there was a lot of freestyle in that, in that audition. Um, there was a small combination. The, the tour was choreographed by Galen Hooks, who's a, you know, well-known choreographer. And yeah, there was a lot of freestyle elements because what I came to learn was that was a huge part of the show it was a lot of freestyle and then of course there were choreography that we had to learn but the 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 audition was you know fast but and, and something that I had always been doing just like a lot of people you get used to going to auditions and and kind of just leaving and not getting a call so I I didn't go into it thinking much and I also wasn't familiar with Grimes um yeah. prior to that moment I want to give you as much detail as possible. I, I'm pretty sure that the audition, the song was Oblivion. I think we, I think we auditioned to Oblivion, um, which actually ended up being like one of my favorite songs of hers. And I know that's a really popular song of hers. It's a great song. So it's yeah. Jen's favorite. It's Jen's Is it favorite. Your song. favorite? It's my favorite. Oh, no big deal. I love it. <laughs> even even in the show, I think it was just like one of my favorite moments. Just like it's just such a beautiful like melody. And yeah, I went to the audition like a week later got a call from my agent and she says, you know, you booked Grimes tour. And I wasn't necessarily sure what that would entail or what that would mean. <laughs> I knew that that was like a big deal. Um, Cause I know a lot of just dancers and aspiring professionals, that's like, you know, a dream type of job where you get to travel and, and, and do live, just live stuff. So I was of course very excited, but I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I was only 21, I was a, a child. Then, you know, we started the rehearsal process. We literally had like, I feel like we had like a week of rehearsals before the first show. I, I really feel like there was not a lot and we had to learn, you know, like a full hour. And again, that was one of my very first higher level, I guess, jobs as a as a professional dancer, you know, and I and I was unaware of just all the responsibility that comes with a job like that. Of course, physically, like just stamina wise. I remember the first show that we did was in Orange County. It was like a, it was like a festival in Orange County. And after that show, I was like, I have, I, I could barely get through the show because I, I wasn't like in shape for it in that way. So that was like a huge wake up call, a reality check in terms of like, okay, well, if I want this show to, you know, look good and I want to make it better, you know, I have to have some type of regimen of working out and all that kind of stuff. 
you know, you mentioned that it was hard, the stamina, mm -hmm. it was really hard to keep that up. Tell us a little bit about your friendship with Hannah and with Claire and with Allison throughout the tour. Mm -hmm. Yes, well, let me speak on Allison first because a couple weeks before that audition, or maybe I don't remember the exact timeline, but there was a, there's a hip hop company called Culture Shock and they have a companies like in different across the United States. So Culture Shock Los Angeles was a hip hop company in the community, in the dance community that I like auditioned for and ended up being accepted to, to be on that company. And I had no idea, but so was Allison and I had not met Allison before. So I met, I went to my first Culture Shock rehearsal and meeting all the members and I, I see Allison there. Then, you know, I get the call for Grimes and I go to the first rehearsal and Allison walks in and she's she's the other dancer that was booked on that job. So that was just like a crazy moment that like had, you know, just met her here and that I, you know, get to do this job with her here, which was the beginning of she's someone that I love so much. And she, she's my friend that I we talk all the time and I have so much respect for her. So it's it grew into a friendship that, you know, I cherish so much. It was nice in terms of the rehearsal process. Like it was nice to 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 just be dancing with one other person. Like I I thought that that was also really special. Like just um, it was so intimate. And again, there's so much to learn from her as an artist. So I was always just kind of just always had my eye on her. And she was older than me, so I just I looked up to her. And yeah, I just remember the rehearsal process just like in awe of her because she's just another incredible incredible artist. Going back to your other question about like our whole dynamic, I feel like it was just such a, it was a very intimate group setting, even just with the, you know, the crew, everybody, you know, all the sharing of us together and everything. All of those people are just like, I hold them dear to my heart. Like I, I loved every single one of them. And I just felt that the energy was always positive and really relaxed and this is only something that I can say looking back now because I had never been a part of a tour before that point. But, you know, I have friends who have tour experiences that, you know, go not like that. And, you know, there's, you know, energies that don't mesh and it's a lot more people, a lot more dancers, a lot more just going on. So I just feel so fortunate that that experience of traveling in a tight space with people for you know over a year and with Allison you know we shared a room together for for over a year for how close how tight everything was like it was such a beautiful time and everybody was just like always so kind and Hannah and and Claire I, I mean when I think about <laughs> some like when they were just together because they're you know very close friends and you can see that and I always thought that their relationship was just so sweet and you know they were just always just so supportive of each other and also just very silly together. And I do feel that Claire was just like nothing but caring. Like she was just so caring towards all of us. And before and after, you know, we got on the stage, she would always like ask Allison and I like, how was the show for you guys? Like, how did you feel? She just cared, you know, she just really cared. And during the show, you know, she would thank us like halfway through and, and just thank us in front of the whole audience. And that's something that especially now, after I've had, you know, more years of experience, like that is very special to me because, you know, artists don't have to do that. And some artists don't. And I just think that that's just super gracious. And it really felt like such a unit 
on stage, which like I said, is, is my thing. I love when you can feel each other and, and, and it feels like you're together. And, and it definitely didn't feel like we were separate people on stage, you know? I loved that dynamic that we had. Those three ladies, like Claire and Hannah and Allison, just to perform with them and share the stage with them was like, oh, I will I will cherish it forever. So nice. Mm. That tight knit energy definitely comes through in all the performances you see, all the videos you see. So that's so interesting to hear you say that because we definitely see it. Oh, that's, um, that's great to hear. <laughs> yeah. So what is your most memorable moment on tour, whether it's like on stage or behind the scenes moment or even one of the videos? Can you talk mm -hmm. a little bit about that? I cannot just choose one. So I can share just like a couple that come to my mind of just things that are just memorable. Okay, the first thing that's coming to mind is just the festivals. We got to do a lot of festivals outside, like in Europe, which is something that I know for a fact, if I wasn't on that tour, I wouldn't never have experienced because um, I'm not a, a big festival goer. So to be able to experience like the European festivals was so memorable and those crowds and just to see, I mean, her her fans, you know what I mean? I, I It was so amazing to just like feel that energy and they have so much love for her and her music and that was like something I noticed whether it was her intimate her like you know personal shows or us playing a festival that was something that you know of course I had never experienced before like witnessing an artist perform for her people let alone be on stage during that time I just feel like that's a was an amazing thing to witness was just to see just people like really ride for her music and that's amazing. So I love the festivals. During that time, like I mentioned, I, I was really trying to make the show as best as I could make it. So I was really in like a fitness regimen. So I remember like definitely going overboard, honestly, with the, the workouts, like I was young at that time. So it was very like, I was very go, go, go. When I look back now, I'm like, girl, you need to sleep because you're changing time zones and you're having like shows back to back and you're doing like insanity with Shanti like before the shows. So I remember sometimes going too hard and like doing the first number of the show and then like immediately the, my whole day flashed before my eyes and I'm like, why did you like do like five workouts before this? Because I was just trying to, you know, make sure that I had stamina to perform the show. But um, yeah, so I do have memories of over-preparing in that way, just like burning myself out too too much of that. <laughs> and then of course, the, mu the music videos, again, that was something that was, I just feel like so grateful that Claire even included us in in those. And I And with the Acid Rain Chronicles, you know, she did so much of that while we were traveling, which was like, <sighs> that girl, I just love her because, you know, she was, I really had my eye on her when I was, around her because I was blown away by how her hand was just in everything and she does everything you know the writing and the singing and the engineering and the producing and the directing you know with her brother and and all of it like where do you really you know that's rare for some like an artist to just like do all of it and and also the editing you know she's editing her her videos as well and so I just remember feeling like wow anything is possible kind of as me being an, me being like a, a young woman and also just like a young artist like not knowing you know where, where where I would go creatively who knows what like was 
in my future at that time. But I was, I remember watching her and thinking like, wow, maybe I could do all these things. And, and a lot of the times I remember feeling that it was possible because it was simple. You know, it was like, let's go to the mountains and we have, you know, a look or you just, just wear what you have. And just you wear you be you, Allison, and Linda, you wear whatever you want to wear, and then we're gonna make a video. You know what I mean? And so it was so like simple, and it and it, it didn't have it didn't have to be like a bunch of stuff. So I always so I I just thought that was amazing to witness, and then also to be included was amazing. And then what? And then what she's asking us to do is like, okay, now just freestyle and just do you and be you. Like that's so rare because a lot of times, you know as professional dancers, you know, we're giving choreography and, you know, it, we don't always get that. So just to be with one other dancer, artist and friend, and, and just to be able to do whatever we wanted, like that is very rare. And I feel so grateful to have, you know, been a part of that. And then just, and then to see the finished product and, you know, see her edit everything together. And it, and it just felt like, I don't know, just so cool. And then of course there was, you know, we did Kill Be Mame, that music video, which was not uh, when we were, you know, touring and all the road and stuff like that. So even being included in that process, just like, you know, she had invited her, her friends and her people, you know, to be a part of that video and just watching everything and her just be just so kind, you know, and again, just to have us there. And we're just like freestyling. That's, I feel like huge, because I feel like that's a lot of trust. And I felt the trust, you know, to like commit to whatever it is we, Allison and I chose to do. And also it gave us permission to just not try to be each other or we were just really so individual. And I don't, I don't think I realized that at the time, but when I look back, I can see like, that's Allison and that's Linda, you know what I mean? And, and, and Claire is doing her thing and, and it, and I just, I just love, I just love that. So I feel like the the music video memories that I have are, are unique because I was really trying to pay attention to her process. And, and I just will forever be inspired by, by her. <laughs> She's the best. Yeah. And how nice to be inspired by somebody that you're actively working for, as opposed yes. to saying, wow, this is a disappointment. Yes, which is, which, you know, that can happen and that's unfortunate. So it is such a, a blessing that that was my experience. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us what you remember about um, shoot days on Kill V Mame specifically? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I remember, well, we shot that in, in Canada. I don't remember where. Toronto, I think maybe. And we were in like a house. I think we rented like an Airbnb. We were there for like a couple days and we rented a house and that was where, you know, Turner, who was, who was a stylist, um, who we love Turner. She is, again, I, I just want to sidebar on Turner really quick because of all the experiences I've had with stylists up until this point, Turner, hands down, will always be like my favorite because she was, again, so kind, just so kind, especially when that, when that job, sometimes the wardrobe departments cannot be kind in this industry and she just worked so hard and she just always listened and she was just so amazing anyway um yes yeah, so we were in a house and it was kind of like our home base and and we 
would go to like the, I don't know, we were at a train station, I think, for the first part. It was like a, or a subway underground. And then there was a warehouse moment for like, a, like a, I feel like it was like a mosh pit kind of scene. Or there was like cages <laughs> or something. So we were there for a couple of days and it was Allison's birthday, I remember, it was in December. And so one of the days we celebrated Allison's birthday, it was like the second shoot day. So that's something that I definitely remember. And I remember there was a scene where there was like blood or, or there was like fake blood or something. And I think it was like the people were like, you know, mosh pitting in it. <laughs> and I just remember clear as day, Allison and I just on the sides, like, no, we are not getting involved in the mess. But we were enjoying it, watching everybody just go so hard. Like they were licking each other and like they were so in it. It was it was Ew. a sudden. It's yeah, an intense was, moment. Yeah. <laughs> we were just like, no, we were like, no, I'm not going to get dirty and sticky. But yeah, that was a fun time. I, I, I loved that time again. Again, just like, I'm as I'm even saying it, I'm hearing like it was, you know, we were always in like these intimate, like we were in the house together and then we all went here together and it just was just so much togetherness. And, and I don't want to, I don't want to make it seem like Oh, and then, and we were like, everybody was best friends, and, like, you know, share, braid each other's hair every night. Like, it's not that. Of course, there's a level of respect that everybody has for each other and, you know, everyone's adults. But um, there was, there was an intimacy in terms of we're all going to stay here and, and, you know, but there was always a respect. There was always like a love, you know, and again, a good energy, which, you know, again, so rare. <laughs> super rare you tour with grimes you finish the music videos with her when did your time with claire officially end um i think our last show was a festival it was like corona capital i think in mexico it was 2016 like november i think mm -hmm. yes so that was the last the last performance that we had together it was a festival and i remember it well because it was the last one. But also I remember we were all excited because Lana, Lana Del Rey was playing and we got to like watch from the side. And I know that Claire and Hanna were, were, you know, huge fans of her music and everything. So we all watched together on the side stage. And um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a sad, a sad moment to like feel that it was all over, but also you don't feel it in the moment. Cause I don't know, like life is happening and, and you don't realize that like, this era is like ending, but I do remember the performance and it was great. And then afterwards I was like, wow, now it's Monday and you're just like back in your normal life. And that's another thing I just feel like that was that, you know, nobody like explicitly teaches you as a professional dancer is just like, and then you're home and then it's Tuesday and then you have to, you know, find your go back and find your old serving job that you had or you know you just go to the next audition and you just like have to like start again you know so I remember feeling like when I came back what do I like what do I do like I have decisions to make you know at that point I was only one, 22 you know so again I was like disoriented you know and I had to kind of figure that out for myself which you know it's a it's a life journey you'll, you'll always have those moments where you're like trying to take your next step and figure out what's next yeah, that's the life of an artist, right? You mm -hmm. you had this huge professional moment on tour for a while mm -hmm. with a big deal artist mm -hmm. and you come home. How do you unpack that? Mm -hmm. What? How do you deal with that? How did you navigate through that to the next job? Mm -hmm. I mean, I had to learn some hard lessons about finances and 
how to manage that. And, you know, I was someone who always just had part-time work. I was always like serving or working in food service. So I was like my uh, industry of choice in terms of like part-time work. So I ended up like, I took a leave of absence from my serving job because obviously I was going on tour and it was very last minute. So I had a choice like, am I going to go back or what am I going to do now? And I ended up like leaving that serving job. Um, and just luck brought me to like another dance job. And it was only for a couple of weeks. And then I, <laughs> this is actually like a huge, I, this is actually a huge like moment in my life. That was like a huge learning moment. And, and it changed like the course of my life and the course of like my career actually, because I ended up doing a mentorship program um, with an incredible choreographer. And she's an, a, a dear friend of mine. Her name is Dana Foglia. And I ended up doing like a summer mentorship program with her that, you know, obviously is an investment, but I was coming off of a tour where, you know, I was young also and was not managing my money, you know, super well. And I had to, you know, learn that hard lesson. So I was like, uh, not in the best financial space, if you, you know, believe it or not, which was all my own doing, <laughs> obviously, mm -hmm. as a just a 21 year old, like learning. You know, then I committed to, you know, uh, doing this mentorship program and, and which was a big investment financially and in every other way. And I, you know, left my serving job and I was like literally learning the lessons of like, <laughs> I mean, it, it just sounds so silly when I when I think about it or when I say it out loud, because it's like, obviously, yes, you need like to have some some type of source of constant income if you're going to like be spending money. It didn't really click with me. And I was like, oh, I'll just like, you know, sign up for this and mm -hmm. the money will turn up and that's not the case so I went it was a very like a pivotal time um a summer that I was like had to hustle and I had to because I also couldn't take on a, a new part-time job because I had very limited availability because I was committed to this this training program that was several times a week and so businesses wouldn't like hire me because I had like weekends in the morning available and they're like well you know we can't hire you based off of that and I actually want to share this because it has to do with Claire. It's something that I'll never forget again, just also speaks to just her kindness and just her character. So I was in a, a place where I was trying to do anything possible to, you know, uh, raise money so that I can, you know, finish this, this mentorship program. And uh, a friend of mine who was doing the program said that she started like a GoFundMe, like before she, you know, did the program just to help herself raise money or whatever. And it's something that I didn't want to do. I had a lot of like shame and reservations about doing something like that because I just felt like GoFundMe's are for when people are really struggling and 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 it just didn't I just didn't feel like a worthy cause, you know what I mean? I just felt like I'm in a bind and this is why I'm doing it. So I didn't want to do it, but I I didn't have many options. So I had to like put my ego aside and I explained on my I had to start this GoFundMe and I explained you know, my situation. Um, and I was just like honest and it was like, I'm just welcoming, like anybody would like to donate, you know, <laughs> um, please do. And I had so many acquaintances, like, you know, just 20 bucks here, whatever, just like so kind fellow dancers because dancers understand. But I was going through the GoFundMe one day and also, mind you, like uh, at this time, like my car broke down. So I had that expense and I was like, had to take the bus. And it was just a lot, kind of a lot at once. And I was like, wow, this is a really big 
lesson the universe is trying to teach me here. Anyway, so I was going through the GoFundMe and I see that Claire actually had donated, you know, to that. And I was just like, that is so beautiful because if we're one to speak technically, you know, she was my boss, you know what I mean? And I just remember feeling like so grateful just that she, you know, was reading what I was sharing and donated to help me, help me out. And when at the time, you know, I had even close friends who wouldn't donate or, you know, told me reasons why I shouldn't have the GoFundMe and et cetera. So it was just like another reason why it just speaks to how uh, open-hearted she is and she's just so caring. And I will just never forget that ever, ever. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for sharing so vulnerably, because I think so many artists that are listening to this relate to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. and, and if we're going to go back to you being 21, MK and I are in our 30s. And when I was 21, I was in college and I could not think ahead past mm -hmm. probably six months. Mm -hmm. Did it feel like you were in the moment all the time when you were on tour? Were you ever thinking forward to what am I going to do when I'm off this tour? Or was it just day to day? I was absolutely not thinking forward because to me, I was like, wow, like, I, you know, I have this contract for a year, you know what I mean? There's so many shows we have. I was in the moment every step of the way, which is beautiful in a lot of ways. I'm, I'm grateful that I was able to be so in it. I probably wouldn't have grown in certain ways if I hadn't been that way. But at the same time, you know, I was making normal mistakes with money, just, you know, just normal mistakes. And and then I just, yeah, I was also spending frivolously and also like loaning, oh, I have, I, I like literally have the money now. So like, yeah, like, let me help you out. Let me help you out and let me help you out. And, you know, just kind of just a little bit loose with it, you know, which is just, you learn <laughs> the hard way. And I actually I remember, I'll, I'll, I'll share an example of like a way that I was kind of being too loose so we pay, we played Coachella uh, 2016 um, and um, we played like on a Saturday. So everybody left Saturday and, you know, we were all staying in a hotel and Sunday was not covered. But I was like, oh, I want to watch Sia. So like, I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay one night and then catch a ride back. And I, and I, and I said that, you know, told the tour manager that she's not to wait for me in the car. And I, and I said that without even looking at, like, at the price of the room, you know what I mean? So like, and I didn't look back, I didn't look at that for like months later and I look, you know, and it's like $400 mm -hmm. for one night. And, and I did that both weekends because I wanted to watch Sia like both weekends. And, you know, so it's just little things like that where it's like, you know, it's just leaking out of your, <laughs> you know, your account and you're like not paying attention because I was just like in the moment, you know what I mean? But I think it's important to like talk about because especially as an artist, a lot of artists are gig to gig. And I mean, literally like not many people explicitly tell you like, or help you maybe manage or also just like, you know, whatever your family, you know, uh, has taught you about money and all that kind of stuff you're kind of carrying at that age. You're just mm -hmm. like, have your, that relationship with money. And yeah, and, and it's an ongoing thing. I'm still having like my hard money lessons mm -hmm. um, as everybody, literally everybody is. So I would, just hope that, you know, people just talk about it a little bit more candidly because it's a real thing, especially as an artist, just to understand like how to manage it. And as a dancer, you know, you never know when, you know, you're gonna be booked for something. There could be very dry seasons and very busy seasons and they could last a long time or a short time. So, you know. Speaking of managing your money and just general advice, 
for other artists? Say someone's starting their career, do you have some advice you'd like to give the young folk who are just starting out um, that maybe took you some time to learn? Mm -hmm. I will say that I am no guru with that kind of stuff. I'm still learning about it, about how I, how I want to live and, 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 and what I want my future to look like. But if I guess I can give one piece of like something to chew on, because I feel like if you want to learn about money management, like there are plenty of experts who, who can teach you about money management. And I feel like, you know, I'm not the person to be giving that advice, but I do feel like, you know, taking a look at the relationship that maybe your parents had with money and things that kind of uh, you inherited without mm. knowing um, is just something to just always be aware of. Because sometimes those 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 things that are ingrained in you when you're young, you know, they creep in. You, no matter how aware you are, no matter how self-aware you are, you know, those moments always happen where you're kind of operating from a space of lack or you're operating from a space of scarcity or, or you know, that always happens. So I think that to just cultivate that self-awareness and relationship with what is my relationship with money in general and and what do I think about it is just like questions to always be having and a conversation to always be having with yourself again you're being so real and all of us relate to that of why did I just spend that money on that thing even though I'm a responsible adult so yes I appreciate you bringing that up. I'm going to switch gears a little bit to Mm -hmm. your music. Your singing voice is beautiful. And in fact, last time we spoke to you in October, which for some reason feels forever ago. I know. (laughs) You weren't sure yet what genre of music you wanted to pursue at the time. Do you still feel that way? Well, actually, yes, but I feel it. I feel more confident in saying that I just I just want to be genre lists. And I heard, I, I, I read some, an artist say that in a, I don't know, an inter- interview or something. And I don't even, I didn't know the artist. So I just, just something that like an account like shared on Instagram. And I was like, wait a second. I actually really love that idea because I've been spending so much time trying to figure out what genre do I love to sing more and, and what genre does like my, my voice, um, you know, embody the most. And then I just read this artist like make that statement of just like there's, you know, we're coming into an era of like genreless, you know, artists or something like that. And I was like, oh, absolutely. Like what, why? I mean, like I said before, in terms of uh, my favorite styles of dance being like a fusion of, of so many different styles, like that's the same in terms of, you know, your voice being an instrument. My sister always talks about how like, cause my sister is obviously a singer too. Um, and she's like, you, your sound or she, I'm gonna butcher what she really said, but like <laughs> your sound is like, um, you know, influenced by who, who did you grow up listening to as a kid? And I'm just like, well, it was never just one, you know, style. There was, there was, you know, some reoccurring like genres, but you know, it is a little bit of this and a little bit of that. A little bit of that and a little bit of that. And I just like, now I'm at a place where I'm like, yeah, I'm not trying to be in a genre. (laughs) I'm, yeah, no genre. (laughs) Do you want to talk a little about your current work? Um, Yeah. So I feel like with the singing, which I mentioned on our, on our IG live before that I was always just like a little bit on the more reserved shy side when it came to singing, because 
I went like really full force into training for dance and I felt like I had some like real experience training, you know what I mean? And I, and I had to work for that and I had to be a, a amongst, you know, experts and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Where with singing, it was like a lot of self-taught, a lot of trial and error. Um, I had a voice teacher when I was in high school, but I haven't, you know, been to a voice teacher since. Um, so I, I feel very like self-taught <laughs> in, in terms of that. So I, I, I didn't really feel confident saying like, you know, I'm a singer because I didn't have the the training and I didn't go to a, you know, a, a school or, or something like that. So I, I, it took me some time to like let go of, of that a little bit. And um, I I have a music project with a friend of mine. His name is Matt Katie, who he's an amazing dancer, choreographer, creative. Um, and we've been making music together for like 10 years at this point, like since my senior year of high school, we have a project together called Jack to Williams. And he produces everything and we write and we sing together. And we have two albums that we have put out on Spotify and iTunes and all that kind of stuff. And we're always like collaborating and making stuff together. And I found that, you know, working with him over the many years, I'll just, I'll just say just in art, whether, whatever kind of art. I mean, so much happens when you just organically kind of just like let the process happen. You know what I mean? Because we weren't even necessarily like trying. Like, because I know that so, so, so many artists like make such great like intentional work. And I've been like on a, a journey of, oh, I want to make something like intentional. <laughs> I, I want to say this or I want to, you know, with that forethought. But I look back and all the stuff that I've made with Matt was just like in the moment, this or this with whole song is a freestyle or, you know, it's just like kind of organically happened. And I'm and I'm just like grateful for for those moments where you just you don't plan and, you know, you kind of just discover the sound. And, and I feel like if I can have like or if I remember like moments where we're, we're recording in his house, I feel like so much of the sound is because he had roommates and we had to be quiet. <laughs> I remember just feeling like I couldn't really sing loud because, you know, he had roommates. And then, but that was kind of like, then just became the vibe of like what we were doing. And, you know, you can't really plan for that kind of stuff. So super organic. We're always making music together. And I hope to make a solo project, of course, with him. You know, he's always producing stuff. So he's always sending me tracks and things like that. So. I hope to, you know, release like a solo project at some point. I could not even tell you when that's going to be because I'm not trying to force it. And I want that to come out, you know, like organically. But I've grown to love, love singing so much. And I feel like I love it more now than I really ever have because I just took my time. Like I just felt I've just been gone. I've been going so slow. And, you know, I've been technically, you know, singing since I was in high school, but you know, I never put that at the forefront. And I know there's a lot of pressure to kind of, you know, commodify all of your skills and, you know, make a career out of all the things. And that might happen. I'm not saying that that's not a possibility, but there's just something so nice about like taking your time <laughs> because why not? You know what I mean? And yeah, I, I've, I've, I've learned so much about my own voice because I've just taken my time and allowed myself the the seasons where I just 
sound really not so good because I'm trying to, you know, get better and just like ride that out. And you're on the other side of that little hump and now you're, you know, just growing more and more. So I just like, I feel like on the cusp of sharing that more because I've just taken again so much time. Share, I just share little covers here and there. Again, Matt and I, you know, make stuff together. But yeah, it's been slow. But I'm I'm coming up on a wave of sharing, I feel. But I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. If our followers want to be a part of that wave of sharing, what's the best platform for people to go and watch your content on? Mm -hmm. So it's definitely going to be Instagram. I'm really, I'm not on the TikTok (laughs) train yet. (laughs) I I commend anybody who can do that because it's, you know, really is a full-time job. People who can, they just produce, produce, produce stuff. Mm -hmm. So slow. So, uh, so uh, Instagram is where I would share anything whenever I share something and yeah and and I I, I will say I don't know why I feel inclined to say this but if people are or well I notice when I look at some other artists online no matter what your art is but people you know they share so they share so often and I'm just like how do they how do they share so much I'm sure they might be feeling burnt out or whatever um, which there's always conversation about, you know, what social media can kind of do to artists and things like that. And yeah, I'll just say that, you know, I'm, I don't see myself as like a content creator. Um, I don't necessarily create content just to have content. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, it's far and few between that I share things sometimes just because it takes me I'm like in the process of making it, which sometimes is it's slower for me and I'm Yeah, so my point to say is I don't like to rush whatever I'm going to share. And I definitely take my time and I'm slow about it, but but it'll be out there (laughs) sooner enough. (laughs) What a great lesson for all of our Grimes fans listening that try and rush Claire on book one. Listen, people, good art takes time. Listen Mm -hmm. to Linda. Mm-hmm. Well, Linda, we appreciate you so much for being willing to come back and talk to us. I was a little nervous we wouldn't get you back on after technical difficulties oh, no. from. <laughs> no, I'm so thank you for having me. <laughs> Stay tuned to What's Up Grimes for more quality content coming your way this week. Bye. <laughs>